Namaste and welcome. Welcome back to the Wisdom for Women from Yoga and Ayurveda podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Allen. And on today's episode, episode 14, we're talking about Ayurveda and the air element. After a short discussion, I'll guide you through a practice. It's called finding a horizon and meditating on air. So this month in the Sacred Rhythm Collective and in the Embodied Yoga Collective, these are two online memberships I facilitate, we're really focusing on the air element through the practices of Ayurveda, through the practices of yoga, and through the practices of nature connection. And I wanted to share with you a little bit what we've been doing. I'd like to begin this episode with a quote by Dr. Sunil Sunil Joshi, excuse me. Uh, This is in his work, Ayurveda and Panchakarma. The principle of air governs the movement of everything in the universe, from the tiniest subatomic particles to the most immense swirling galaxies. It gives the wind its direction. It causes the earth to quake and volcanoes to spew fire. Air or vayu impels blood to flow through our veins, move food through our intestinal tracts, and neural impulses to be carried at lightning speeds to and from our brains. Again, that's a quote by Dr. Joshi. So just taking in the enormity and the immensity of all of those functions, all of those things that the air element governs from the largest things in our universe to the smallest things in our universe to large functions in our body to very small, subtle functions in our body. It's really, really fascinating and really, really Um, just really cool to think about this air element. So in Sanskrit, the air element is called Vayu. It is the second of the five great elements. It comes second because it comes after ether because it evolves from ether. As the potential inherent within space becomes active, the result is air. The air element represents the capacity for motion or kinetic energy. Air represents all forces and the movement that transpires as a result of all those forces. That's why often in Ayurveda, um, the air element and thus the vata dosha can really be the driver for many illnesses. The qualities of air are mobile, cool, light, dry, rough, subtle, flowing, sharp, clear, and hard. Often uh, the air we breathe is associated with the air element. And it's really interesting to think that a lack of air will kill us faster than any other element. 
right? If we think about all the elements and death by element, lack of air is going to kill us the fastest. Thus, the concept of air is synonymous with the concept of life force energy or prana. And so air is described in five forms according to the direction of its movement. So we have inward movement of air, prana, the outward movement of air, vayana, the upward movement of air, udana, the downward movement of air, apana, and then this stabilizing, balancing um, force that pulls to the center, that's samana. These five types of movements are called the five vayus or the five pranas interchangeably. I've heard them called both. This past number of months in the Embodied Yoga Collective, we have had yoga sessions connecting us with the air element. Inside the Embodied Yoga Collective, we move through content. So we have themed content and we align, flow, explore, and restore. So we've been moving through this rhythm of align, flow, explore, and restore with the air element being our theme. And with eagle, eagle pose, Garudasana, being the pose threaded through all of these classes. We've also explored um, the five directions of air, the five values or the five pranas with specific pranayama techniques. So it's been a really interesting couple of months at deeply exploring the air element. Let's talk a little bit more about how air affects us as an individual, as a human being. So how does air affect the mind and the body? So air or wind in the mind contributes to the flow of thoughts and ideas, right? So we really think of the vata dosha or people who are vata in nature as really creative, coming up with lots, so many ideas, right? So many more ideas than can ever be executed on. They really have this flow of air, this flow of thoughts and ideas through the mind. Um, air or wind in the body is the force allowing blood to circulate, breath to move, nerve impulses to glide, uh, joints to propel our movements. And um, what do imbalances of the air element look like? How are they manifested? So what if we have erratic air or wind? So this could look like emotions and thoughts that fly around like the wind, right? Really feeling scattered. Uh, maybe difficulty concentrating or difficulty sleeping, and also random pains in your body that can't be explained and that move about, right? Maybe your ankle hurts, maybe your knee hurts, maybe your back hurts, maybe you have a headache. So it's kind of a random pain in your body that you're not sure why it's there and it moves around. How can you balance this erratic air or wind? And let me just tell you the number one uh, medicine for this is rhythm. It is routine and rhythm. So waking and sleeping and eating and moving in a rhythm throughout the day. This is going to help calm the movement in, movements in your mind and in your body. Oh, and the other thing, simplify, right? Like we often have so much of everything, so much to read, so much to listen to, so much to do, uh, so much clutter in our homes. How can we simplify? How can we eliminate 
automate, and outsource. So we can have an imbalance of the air element as erratic air or winds, but we can also have it as stagnant air. And this might look like too much time on the couch or like too much time in stillness. Maybe extra weight is forming on the body. Maybe there's a tightness in the body or a heavy sluggish feeling. So how can you balance or move stagnant air? Some of my favorite ways to do this are going for a walk, right? Get your circulation going, maybe jumping on a trampoline. And definitely, by all means, bring play into your life. Do things that bring you joy and that feel playful. So we're talking a little bit about this air element and this vata dosha. They're not interchangeable, but they are, um, they ha- they are in relationship. So there are three energies or three doshas one of which is the vata dosha. And the vata dosha contains both the elements of air and ether or space. And I bring this up just to indicate that any disturbance of air is going to ultimately result in a disturbance of vata. So vata will remain healthy when motion um, is controlled with rhythm and routine. And when air is able to flow without obstruction. So balance is really the key to healthy vata. And again, we want to make sure to balance our vata because vata is the driver of the other doshas. And I think it's something like 90% or 95 or 99. It's something in the 90s. 90% of all diseases are are a result of the vata dosha. Um, So again, the air element is... um, controlled or maintained with rhythm and routine. So just that's the um, sort of the medicine for um, maintaining balance with the air element. I will also say that emotionally, the act of surrender can lead to the highest manifestation of motion or air. And this surrender requires faith, right? Air can flow freely through a body and mind that has cultivated an attitude of surrender and faith in both self and divine, divine soul purpose. Um, I'd also just like to mention that the origin of air is Sparsha. Sparsha is this primordial, unmanifested form of touch. So Sparsha is the potential of the touch experience. So touch and air are really inseparable. And because of this relationship, the skin through which we receive touch is considered the organ of the air element. And the hands through which we reach out and touch the world, it is sort of the, what would be called the organ of action. So touch, the skin, and the hands are all connected to the air element. Um, air and time of life. So air represents the transitional period between our most productive years and the last years of our life. So women experience this air time when we transition through menopause. Um, Air in the seasons, autumn or fall is the season of air. The season of air begins as the leaves begin to fall. The weather becomes cooler, um, 
And this air represents the gradual uh, sort of weakening of nature as it moves away from this real full bloom, full intensity of summer and moves towards uh, the hibernation and rest, resting, restoration of winter. So, you know, nature in the natural world, nature intends for every, everything to become lighter at this time. But there is a danger of becoming too mobile and too light. And that's where rhythm and routine come in. We want to um, pause. We want to spend time reflecting on the activities of the spring and summer. And we want to make sure we are creating a real healthy rhythm and routine, a foundational rhythm and routine for our days. Um, I've also gathered up or compiled a list that will help you connect to the air element. Okay, so um, these are my top maybe four or five, six suggestions on how to connect with the air element. Number one is self-massage. I mentioned before about touch and the skin. Self-massage is going to be a beautiful way to connect with the air element and really calm, calm the air element, calm the vata dosha. And it's a really, this time as we're in late summer is a really beautiful time to begin if you do not already have a regular practice of self-massage. So number one, self-massage. Number two, sing, hum, or recite mantra. This is also a beautiful way to connect with the air element and often a really joyful way. Number three, listen to the wind. Like listen to the wind through the trees, listen to wind chimes, listen to the movement of your own breath. Um, Number four, watch clouds as they blow across the sky. Number five, listen to spoken word or listen to poetry. So those would be my top five ways that you can play with connecting with the air element. So let's go ahead and prepare for a short meditation. For this meditation, you'll need two things. You'll need a journal for the conclusion of the practice, and you'll need to find a horizon. This might be physically in your environment or it might be mentally in your mind's eye. Okay, so prepare, um, pause this if you need, come back, you found a horizon spot, okay? So let's begin this short practice on finding a horizon and meditating on air. Arrive at your horizon spot, either physically or in your mind's eye. And position your body so you can gaze directly out onto the horizon before you. Ground down into your seat. Consciously connect to the earth. Acknowledge that you are here. Acknowledge where you are at in your life and express gratitude for what is. Now close your eyes and begin to listen to the breath. Mentally repeating inhale as you inhale 
and exhale as you breathe out. Allow the breath to come and go naturally. And settle into the rhythm of your own breath. Let this rhythm further ground and soothe you. Listen to the sound of your breath. And if you're practicing in an outdoor space, notice if there's any connection between your own breath and the air moving around you. If you're physically at your horizon space in your environment, gently open the eyes and make sure you're still positioned in such a way that you're gazing directly out onto the horizon before you. Imagine that there's a line from your heart straight out to the line of horizon, like an arrow pointing you into the future. With a steady gaze upon this future horizon, permit yourself to dream, really dream. Dream about what is coming next for you. See yourself transitioning, shape-shifting, changing, creating. Maybe it's a habit, a practice, a part of your life or work. Imagine yourself taking actions now that will bring you closer to that future horizon. And if you notice fears beginning to surface, keep reminding yourself that you're simply here to dream and to imagine and to connect into the power of the air element, to the expansive, creative, power of the air element. We'll end this brief practice by placing the hands over the heart, gently rubbing or stroking the heart space as we take three breaths together, inhaling and exhale, release. Inhale again. And exhale, release. One last collective breath, inhaling. And release. As this episode ends, I invite you to pick up your pen and paper and begin writing about this experience of finding a horizon and meditating on the breath. If words come out, write words. If images, then draw. But allow yourself to express the creative potential inherent in the air element, in the vata dosha, and in your breath. If these types of practices, connecting to nature, 
um, breath, if they really excite you, and if you want to learn more on how to incorporate and integrate the power of nature into your life and into your practice, I invite you to check out episode five of the podcast. It's all about embodied yoga. Uh, embodied yoga is taking these principles of Ayurveda and embodying them in our yoga practice. Uh, embodied yoga is all about connecting in with the qualities of nature. The doors to the Embodied Yoga Collective are opening on September 6th. They will remain open through September 9th. This will be the last time that you can join the Embodied Yoga Collective this year. Um, and if you join during this time, there's an extra special bonus for you. So stay tuned for all the details upcoming. I thank you for spending time with me today. I thank you for practicing with me today. And until next time, I see you. I appreciate you. And I love you.